welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. The lithium titanite batteries have emerged as a serious alternative to lithium ion batteries, even if the former is actually a modified version of the latter. The modified version uses lithium titanite nanocrystals on the surface of its anode, which ends up with a much larger surface area, about 100 square meters per gram versus three square meters with the standard carbon configuration. Lithium titanite batteries have been a proven standby for military and industrial applications, and they're starting to make inroads with electric vehicles. And here to talk about the rebirth of lithium titanate batteries is Charlie Welch, the co-founder and CEO of Zapbat, which has used its proprietary software and hardware to extend the cycle life of their lithium titanate battery systems up to 15,000 plus cycles or 25 plus years. So Charlie, welcome to the show. And let's start with this. What are the main advantages of lithium titanite batteries and why is the time right for the reemergence? Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So lithium titanate has two big advantages going for it right now. One, the core chemistry of it is extremely robust compared to alternative lithium ion technologies. And that allows it to charge faster, to last longer, and to provide a safer solution that won't go into thermal runaway. And then the second reason it's so attractive is that although people like to say new chemistries uh, lithium titanate has been proven over the last two decades uh, in a variety of industrial applications. So it's proven itself in a whole variety of ways and is really now the time for it to make its way into the commercial sector for other applications. Okay. Well, since lithium titanate batteries so readily translate to quick charging, uh, how critical do you feel they might be to the future of EVs? Yeah, I think it's personally ultra critical. It's I like to give the analogy of it's like when we went from dial-up internet to like high-speed Wi-Fi. You know, once you have that first experience with quick charging, you know, you kind of never want to go back. Um, so for EVs and electric-powered battery systems to be in kind of every part of our lives, you know, quick charging is going to have to be a must so that we're not spending time around a charger, you know, from things like our lawnmower to things like our car. I think it's just an ultra-critical factor. Okay. And, and since we're talking advantages, what, what are the chief disadvantages of lithium titanite batteries, and how has Zapbat shored them up or otherwise accounted for them? Yeah, so the two main reasons kind of why lithium titanate didn't hit the commercial sector is uh, for a while it was lower energy density you know, off the cell level than its competitors uh, when it first came out. And that was kind of a barrier for big markets that were driving battery technology like cell phones or uh, automotive, you know, early automotive back in the day. And the other thing is it suffered from a lack of supporting electronics and software. So it doesn't fit the same voltage profile as a standard lithium-ion chemistry. And so it doesn't have the same chipsets and software that is kind of now plug-and-play for most lithium-ion chem lithium chemistries. So that made it kind of difficult for a company to just grab a lithium titanate battery and make it a seamless one-for-one -one swap. Um, which is why in Zapbat we've built uh, a different suite of technologies, not to uh, both to improve, excuse me, the performance of the lithium titanate battery uh, in a variety of factors, but also make it a seamless one-for-one uh, -one swap of any lithium-ion chemistry with a, a piece of technology we call a, a BATV, uh, which stands for bidirectional adaptive terminal voltage. And this essentially allows our lithium titanate system to imitate and be a one-for-one -one, uh, of any lithium-ion system we would uh, swap out for. 
Cool. Now, you, you mentioned in um, one of your, your latest thought leadership pieces uh, that energy density is one of the more commonly sought after and misunderstood metrics of a battery's attributes. Can, can you explain why you, what you mean by that and why is it so misunderstood? Absolutely. So for a long time, energy density was, you know, pitched and kind of talked about as a static metric. It was, I get, let's say, 100 watt hours per kilogram or whatever it might be. And that's exactly how the battery operates. But in reality, uh, energy density is heavily affected by two things. One, the environment that the battery is in. So things like uh, the C rate or power you're pulling out of it, the temperature, what cycle number it's in, uh, and then kind of like the nuanced relationships between those. Uh, and then the other thing is energy density doesn't necessarily um, actually show you system application. So like you could get as much as 50% less energy out of a battery uh, based off of how you're using it if you're not following what the energy density wants you uh, to to kind of show. It's, it's actually a fun analogy I could talk about of, you know, if you were going to run a marathon uh, and you had the opportunity to have, you know, a bowl of pasta or a power bar or multiple power bars, uh, you probably wouldn't choose the bowl of pasta. You know, technically, there is more energy in that pasta. There's higher energy density. But from what your goal is, the energy density there might actually hurt you more than it's going to help you. So it's like an alive metric with batteries that changes day to day, but we've treated it as static for um, quite a while, actually. Okay, so why does lithium titanite chemistry benefit from a brain to adjusted voltage in real time for optimal conditions? So what's really unique about lithium titanate is it holds its energy density and efficiencies in a huge variety of power conditions. Now, this means that a brain can adjust the uh, slight performance of the battery based on the application it's in to improve itself. So it's almost like the battery can teach itself how to be better if it was on an e-bike based off how a user is riding it over a period of time uh, because it has the freedom to um, move power a lot faster and a lot better than typical lithium-ion chemistries. And so that allows it to uh, allow software to kind of add some smarts to it to say, you know, maybe an e-bike in L.A. and an e-bike in Stockholm, Sweden should technically operate a little bit differently, and uh, it'll show us that. Very cool. Well, uh, Charlie, before I let you go, could, could you give a brief overview of some of Zapbat's latest developments in the lithium titanite space? Yeah, so the products that we're going to be releasing out this year to kind of our key customers is in the micromobility space. Uh, we see a fast-charging, longer-lasting, safer battery as instrumental into micromobility and we see the growth of micromobility really coming in strong. You know, cities are adding more bike lanes and promoting people to uh, use a more sustainable form of transportation. And so we think lithium titanate and our e-bike uh, or micromobility product in that category is going to be uh, just a huge hit this year. So that's what we're pursuing heavily. We have a few couple R&D projects in the works in some other verticals, but um, nothing to go over uh, yet on those ones. Okay. Well, very cool. Thanks, Charlie. On behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy and have a great day.